0: We are uh, minutes from Kevin Adams. I wouldn't even say a minute from Kevin Adams walking off the podium and kindly thanking the media for their generous questions and the hard work that they've put in over the year. And I have a, I have, I have one word to describe that press conference. I think there could have been a completely different vibe to it. Morning, good morning. No, uh, yeah, still good morning. That was extremely frustrating. It's interesting that you're using that
1: those words because we didn't listen to it together. Um, now reconvened
0: and uh why is it so hard for both Don Granado and Kevin Adams to say that it's playoffs or bust next year? Why is it so hard to say that that's the expectation? That's the only thing I took out of that. Is that there yes, I, I have a I have some news for you guys. You missed the playoffs by one point. It is playoffs or bust, and we will make the excuses for you if Tage Thompson and Daleen and Samuelson and, and Cousins all get hurt through the months of January, February, and March, and you miss the playoffs by eight points. We'll make those excuses for you. They'll be self-explanatory laid out for you on a silver platter. But what you should have said, is that we missed the playoffs by one point with a team that we did not expect to make the playoffs with this year. We wanted to see this kind of growth. We had no idea it was going to be like this. Next year, our plan is to make the playoffs with this group because we are ready. Did you hear that out of uh, their mouths, either Don or Kevin?
1: No. Why? Why is that so hard? Why is it hard to put expectations on this team? They still in the honeymoon phase. Like I I listened to that. I've been sitting here for like literally an hour and a half. And I swear to God, listening to Don Granato spew on about absolutely nothing and not answer the, the question, almost giving like so much information about the psyche and this and that and the other, just answer the question simple to the point. It's like, what the hell? i have sat here for an hour and a half. I still don't even know
0: what's going on with this team next year. Or, Am what I the, wrong? Or, or what the internal expectations are. Like, what are the players going to say? They're obviously going to say, yeah, we want to make the playoffs. Yes, it's the playoffs are our goal. Yes, we love playing here. That's great.
1: How many teams in the league out of 32 teams go into a season thinking that they have zero chance of making the playoffs? You think that Trevor egress is sitting in Anaheim right now thinking to myself, I have zero chance of ma- at making the playoffs. I'm just going to like wing it. No, every single team feels that they can make the playoffs every single one. And as the season goes on, you you'll, you'll see separation. Okay. But the Sabres, we already know. We already know what the players feel. We already know what the players feel each and every single one of those players next year coming in feel that this team is going to make the playoffs that's what they're working towards okay but here's the thing there's got to be an expectation for the organization now i am so sick and tired and i'm probably with thousands and maybe millions of of sabers fans that have supported this team i played for them okay i understand this city but I'm going to tell you right now, there needs to be an expectation that if you do not make the playoffs at the end of next year, it's a bus season
0: because the talent is there. They didn't say the anything talent- that even that even re- sounded remotely close to, to not, not, not that. I don't think they believe it. I want to make something clear. I do almost feel- like they, they, they talked like they're still in the honeymoon phase. Well, that's that's what I mean. Like, I do feel that like behind closed doors, they feel like they could have made the playoffs, should have made the playoffs and will and have to make the playoffs next year. But you you got to say that. Well, why don't they
1: want to say it? Why don't they just want to make it failure? Fear of failure. Okay, but um, you know what? Failure happens every single day.
0: I don't think it's fear of failure. After listening to a few of these answers, and I wrote some down, but I don't know where they are, and I can't even read my own writing. But it just it sounds like they caught all emotions around here. Like, oh, we didn't want anyone to feel like they couldn't, that, that the lines were tiered. And there was no fucking right. The lines are tiered. That's your goddamn number one line. That's your number one line. And they're having career years. You think that someone else deserves to play on that line, even if they're playing like shit? No. The answer is no. There are three other lines to choose from. Stop coddling. Oh, we send them down on paper, send them to Rochester. We didn't want them to, you know, their emotions to be in two places at once. Pardon me. Right? Like, what? I bet they use baby wipes in that locker room. (laughs) I I, they, I, I I totally understand. I totally words.
1: understand where where Donganado comes from, and I totally understand where Kevin's coming from. It's like they get into the behind the the scenes and the closed door meetings, and things are very different. Okay, the discussion is very different. I would imagine. I would think. I would hope, because like listening to this today. um, you know, like I said, I listened to probably an hour and a half of this entire conversation with Don Granato and Kevin Adams. I literally, there was a whole bunch of stuff spewed out of their mouth. And I kind of, I feel like, I feel like I'm still looking for answers. I'm looking for clarity. I'm looking for what is the direction I'm looking for. Yes. It was a hell of a hockey season. And yes, me as a fan, watching this team progress over the years. I'm very pleased. Am I upset as a fan? God damn right I am. Fuck, I want to make the playoffs. I want to be watching I want to be watching the Sabres in the playoffs. I know the sa- I I know the 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 players feel the same way. I know that Kevin Adams and and Don Granato feel the same way in the coaching staff. But I want to know what is going to happen moving forward and i know they can't answer that i know i know kevin adams can't answer and say you know paul hamilton asked about a defense and you know do you need do you think you need to pick up a defenseman fuck yeah you need to pick up a defenseman kevin but kevin's not going to come out and say that kevin's not going to come out and say that to paul hamilton that's why a lot of these answers are gonna be just but you could jumble bullshit, and that's
0: fine. And you know what? I could have lived with all that. I spew me all the bullshit because I get it. I get it. You've seen our general manager, general managers, and coaches go out and say something completely different than they said to the team an hour ago. Like it, it, it's 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 human nature in sports to protect your players and your team and and your own message. I get that, but it's it's. It's okay to say, yes, our goal next year is to be in the playoffs. And they're
1: going to ask about Uka Pekalukkanen. They're going to ask about Oopie, 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 Oopie. Oopie. His feelings got hurt at the end of the season. You know, Comrie is in a situation where he's wondering what's going on. Guess what? All they need to say is we are going to reevaluate our team and we are going to get better. Okay. That's I all said, I need to tell you. I would have said training. Camp, uh, Paul Hamilton, training camp you're asking about net. a top four defenseman. Oh, well, you know, uh, you know, we really like Yoki Haru and he's super young. Yes, he is. But is he the right defenseman for this team? I know he's a very good defenseman. He could be a really good defenseman in this league. He is a really good defenseman. But is he the right defenseman for this team moving forward? That's the only question. All you have to say is, you know what? Yoki Haru had a really good season, he's continuing to develop. I'm going to reevaluate and we are going to talk this over and we are going to make the right decisions to put this team in the right position to win next year. Cause it's all about winning. I don't want to so fucking hard. hear about development. I don't want to hear about any more development. Developing Sidney Crosby still developing and the guy's fucking 36 years old. Okay. He's working on his game every single day, trying to get better. They're all trying to get better. Okay. This is a very young team, but man. It's been a decade that we've heard about developing. And, and, you know, well, do you
0: know on that topic? Do you know what about getting better? Well, do you know what concerns me about something they said going into next year? Promoting from within. Where? Where?
1: I don't know. Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it Coolidge, you know, that he was asked about Coolidge? Very young player, eighteen-year-old kid playing in the minors had a real strong season. Do you think he's going to be up next year? Fuck no, he shouldn't be up next year. No, Savoy, if we see Yari Kulich in this goddamn and- on this team, Matt Savoy at the start of the season, we all know this. If you're if you're a Sabres fan because you're watching, uh, your ninth overall draft pick go back to junior, and he didn't start very well, wasn't did he start? It wasn't a great start. You know, in 62 games this year, 62 games this year, he had 38 goals. Is that good? He had 95 points. Is that good? Yeah, it's a solid season. That's not shredding it. It's a solid season for a very high-end kid who's 18 years old. He should be going back to fucking junior, man. He should be scoring a goal a game. He should be in a position where they can't stop him. They can't stop him. He has not outgrown junior yet. Talking about within the Sabres have a really strong core group of players that are are going to be in this lineup or maybe not. Maybe they are going to be used as trade bait to seriously make this team better. This team Missed the playoffs by one point. Yes, we had multiple players that had career years, but I believe that this team is going in the right direction. You, Kevin knows it. Don Granato knows it. The team's going to be stronger by default. This team next year should be stronger by default next year. Okay, Just an older Owen Power, just an older Darlene, a, an older Yoki Haru, an old, older uh, Samuelson, um, Quinn, Paterka, cousins, like all of these players are going to get better by default just because they're older, they're stronger, they're more mature. But at what point in time do you need to try and make this team better by making a trade to make this team better? Talk about Zemgis Gergensen. We've both been a fan of Zemgis Gergensen. Would you agree with that? Yes. We've both been fans of Zemgus Gergensen for a long time. But are you going to tell me right now that he is the proper, he is the
0: perfect player for our fourth line? Well, the the question was asked about both of them. Uh, I said yesterday on Shred and Reagan, I said, you know, they asked about Oposo and I, I said, look, I said, I would, I would move on from Kyle. I understand his value. I do. I understand his value to the team it you could move him into a coaching role some kind of a player development role i don't know if the sabers do they have a director of player personnel i mean he should be around the team i need that 6 million and zemgus 2.2 million yeah and I, it's it's a money thing it's it's not i don't want 2.5 million to go back to them i want that i it's time for that 2.5 to go into new blood that maybe you can insert higher up in the lineup. I I, I don't, it's nothing personal. Yep. I, I, I agree, but I'm going to
1: tell you right now, I am 1000% bringing Kyle Oposo back next year. I'm actually begging Kyle Oposo to come back for one more year or whatever he wants to do. Okay. I think he is an absolute major glue piece for a very young team and those young players those young players that we're talking about are eventually going to continue to grow and get older and eventually they're not going to need Kyle Oposo, just like they didn't need Mike Pecka and just like they didn't need Drew Stafford and just like they haven't they haven't needed those captains those veteran guys because teams get older New guys take on bigger roles. But right now, Calaposo is still needed. And he's still playing. He's still playing. He had 11 goals this year, 28 points on the fourth line. He didn't play, uh, he hardly played power play this year. He didn't play power play. The only, listen, is that
0: where he's going to play next year? I would, yes. I okay. would think then where he is, is going is, to then be. And my point is, th- listen, and this is what I'm saying. I don't want to ask him to play that role. And, and, because you need a player that knows how to play that role. I love that Kyle is willing to play that role because that's accepting a, a certain point of your career. But but the fact yeah. of the matter is, is that you look around the league at some of these teams and they have fourth line players that play that role. Yes, Kyle is a good piece. It, okay, I I, I I get what you're saying.
1: You you have um Tampa Bay. Okay, now listen to me. When I say this, Corey Perry this year had 25 points. He had 12 goals. He was minus 28, Petey. Minus 28. He has the same statistics as Kyle Oposo, and Kyle Oposo had a much... I think he's played very well. A lot of these teams that have success, they want these Pat Maroon players. Maroon is the other player. Hat Maroon is, is another... We took it all. I understand that, and that's like, why I want Kyla Pozzo back because Kyla Pozzo never hurt
0: us, never ever ever hurt us, but what hurt us is our lack of physicality, and you have okay, to well, take you... something away and insert it somewhere else again, this is not an indictment on what he did that's that's what I'm trying to tell you is that it is not it is about where else are you going to get it, Craig on your third line with Middlestad and olafson and and who else who else was there? I get it. I get it. I get okay. it. I get it. That's, that's all I'm saying. This is not about what Kyle did or means to the team or anything, mm-hmm. because I would like to have him back too. I would like to have him back, but here's the other thing then you need to move Middlestad. You need to move Olofsson and you need to find a, a physical left winger to put in there. And you need to get some Olofsson
1: is some Olison If he's back next year to start the season, I'm going to be beside myself. Craig. Don't and even- again. I will say okay. this again. <laughs> I don't want to sit here and throw a shit sandwich on Victor Olson. I'm saying he is the player if, that if, is a very good hockey player that teams are going to want. He had 27 goals this year, and he, he didn't even have his best year. But he is a very, very useful player in this league. Very talented. If you're Skates go- well. Shoots well. Listen to me. That's the guy that we need to change to find a player that plays a different style a different role
0: like go get a loss and Krause. go get you know i don't want to i don't want to get into that part i don't want to get into who we can talk about we have all summer to talk about that i don't want to get into players that are unrealistic to go and get because there's no fucking way you don't think loss getting rid is, of loss and Krauss? yes i i think he so, is he, listen that's fine. arizona, arizona He's Craig, I don't situation. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this part of it because I because it's going to steer us down a rabbit hole of who else could you get? My point is if you want Oposo here, then then save him. Save him by surrounding him by the players that I'm trying to remove him for to bring in. Because guess what? What are you gonna pay him? A million bucks? I can use that million dollars on a guy like I, I, I I'm not playing that game, but somewhere else. Uh, and and that would be half of what the player would be. If that player would be a $2 million player, it would be physical. He'd be fierce. And other teams would know that he's on the fucking ice. And then I would replace Gergenson's. In fact, I wouldn't necessarily replace Gergenson's. I would go and find somebody else on the left wing for Gergenson's to play with. If Kyle Loposo is fine coming back here as the captain and 13 forward under my scenario of what should happen in order to get this team to the playoffs, And some of these players need to be penalty killers. Because that's that's another area where I feel like, you know, Donnie could have said, yeah, our penalty kill needs to be better. And we need need specific personnel for our PK to be successful. It's a no-brainer. You need role players. Things got heated when asked if, this was a lost opportunity, you know. I think I don't think Kevin appreciated that, and I believe what he said about a huge opportunity to to learn and and gain from this. I, I will alter the word though, lost opportunity, but I think I think missed opportunity. Let me just tell you why. Because if you limp into the playoffs. the morale is a little bit different going into the offseason, whether you get thumped by Boston in the first round or not. It looks a little different from the players on the outside that we're talking about potentially signing here or waving no-move clauses to come here because they actually believe that a couple extra pieces like themselves make the difference. Yeah. And that's... That's just the circumstances that kind of come with missing, right? But internally, you have massive expectations. Well let me ask
1: you this. Was it a lost opportunity? I am a hundred percent I am I'm at peace with what Kevin's done up to this point. I have absolutely no problem with what he's done. He's stuck to his guns up to this point because it was a massive, massive, massive learning experience for players that have never been in situations to even think about the playoffs. Like this team hasn't even thought about the playoffs in 10 plus years. Okay. They've never even been close. They've been out by what December and January. For, for a decade, they've been out of the playoffs, out of the playoff race. They've been eliminated in December sometimes, in January. Jesus. But. I say American Thanksgiving. But I will say this. This team and the expectations that are on these players are now at a, at a very different height. The people that have watched this team over the last year, like what they see the attendance is up the excitement is up the young players um you know the the young guys have had some up and downs throughout their season but you've seen some super dynamic hockey and play and now now this fan base this team this team wants to get better well, it's it's, it's not about you, it's not just about uh, building from within. I think there needs to be a trade that significantly helps this team in a few areas, not it's a lot one of
0: those pieces that were referenced in terms of the youth, and maybe it's UPL involved in a deal like that. Maybe it's. Uh, Savoy, maybe it's one, it's one of the first rounders, the other first Maybe rounders. it's
1: Auslan, maybe it's Rosen, maybe, maybe it's Coolidge. It's, we don't know what, um, when we're talking maybe about Maybe it's Middlestad, city. maybe it's Paterka. I mean, depending on yeah. the deal. I really have a hard time right now. I really, really have a hard time right now moving Middlestad. I, I'm sorry. When you sit down and you think about Casey Middlestadt. And before this season started, I want you to go back one full calendar year before that. Paul Hamilton came out of training camp and he started talking about this team. And he said, the best player without question coming out of training camp has been Casey Middlestad. Most dynamic, most noticeable by far. We weren't talking Cage Thompson. We were not talking Tuck. We were not talking Skinner. We were talking Casey Middlestat had himself a training camp okay. at the age of 23. And, and, and then all of a sudden and, got injured yeah. in his very first game. Devastating. What happened? What happened next? Don Granato makes an unbelievable decision. And Cage Thompson is born. 38 goals, 68 points, and you have a star in the making. Now, no one gave them the pat on the back and said, you are a star because of your one hit wonder. That's what happened. Remember that?
0: Well, yeah, they did. They gave him a seven-year deal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which rightfully so. I <laughs> no, agree yeah, with brilliant. you didn't. Absolutely you didn't. Brilliant. But now all of a sudden... We so make truly your point have, about okay, so make your truly point we have a star in time. Yes, we we get to so what Thompson, I'm trying that. to say is last year, not this year, last year, Casey Mittelstadt was injured multiple times throughout that season. Okay. He he did it was a really tough season for him. First time that he's probably ever dealt with a magnitude of injuries. And the emotional roller okay. coaster of everything. So he was on pace. He had 19 points in 40 games. So if he played a full season, he was on pace for a 40 point season. Okay. Yeah. Well, Casey yes. Middlestat comes in in the in, in the next
0: year. Okay. Is now is that this year? That's this year. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. And he comes up here because this is long. Well, listen. I mean, you you
1: need to set it up, and why you ask? Why Casey Mendlstad? Why listen? I, mean, I feel Casey like I mean, dumb at the age like, of. For
0: God's sake, just give me the damn number.
1: I can't do that. I, I know you can't. I can't do that. No, because you I need had to understand why.
0: I, I whittle you down. Eighty-two games.
1: Eighty-two games. A healthy season. Fifteen goals. Fifty-nine points. He's a power play guy, he's a centerman, you can also play him at wing. He Great. has played and developed. And guess what? He is not he is not hit his peak yet. He's not hit his peak yet be different if this guy was 27 and he had 59 points and now all of a sudden i'm going to say okay he's got a he's got some years left to peak but he's going to be starting to kind of ride the wave of going down but casey middlestat's super young man we don't even know what we can get from casey middlestat next year and if i were to tell you right now that your top three centers hypothetically are going to be casey Middlestadt, dylan cousins and tage thompson are you going to be unhappy you're going to have a 90, uh, a 94 I have point no guy problem with this, uh, then you a, an to 80, 77 point. Then, do, 77 him a, point,
0: then do him a favor. I have no problem with what you're saying. I've loved Get some game. line mates. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Casey Middlestad got the short end of the straw. He got the shit sandwich. And, you know, listen, I mean, put him with Jordan Greenway and find him a right winger. Put him with Jordan Jordan, Greenway. Jordan Greenway right now for me. He currently right now is on my fourth line. He's my fourth
0: line left winger. I'm going to say that I had spurts where I really liked his game. I want more from him in the physicality department. I hope that is relayed to him from the coaches and the general manager, that that is how he is going to be a factor on this team. And then you need a good summer of training and conditioning and getting that shoulder stronger and coming back next year with a point to prove. That's that's what I expect from him. I'm after not gonna what sit it,
1: here and say right now that he needs to grow a set of balls because he he does have a set of balls. Okay, he's a big man. He 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 did play some physical um hockey, he did throw some body checks. I'd like to see I'm gonna tell you right now, man, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong. If this man through in some nasty to his game, like a little bit of nasty in his game, a little bit of chirping, a little bit of like making the other team feel uncomfortable. I'm not even talking in the whistle. I'm talking after the whistle, his game would elevate. He would have so much more ice time, so much more time because guys are going to fear him because he's going to make guys very nervous, very nervous. He's a big man, get nasty, get nasty, make these guys feel uncomfortable that are playing against you. You're huge. You can skate. You've got skill. Now he needs to get some nasty because there's no
0: nasty on this team. That's the there's whole, whole conversation nasty. here, Craig. Let's talk about, uh, he did say something, um, Kevin Adams, that is uh, in reference to which I thought was very optimistic. I took this as a as quite the uh, positive. I feel like deals have been talked about with Darlene and Power because for a GM to say, and I wrote his quote down here. If I can uh, read the card here. Oh, couldn't imagine Darlene and Power not being here long term. Or in the organization long term, something of the sort. He's expressed to their agents how he feels about them. Uh, I'm sure there are numbers being tossed around, and probably Howard will be looking at an eight year deal in the off season. Darlene to the same thing. Mm, Darlene's a no brainer. He has an eight-year
1: deal all day long, 1,000%, and I would not even entertain anything less than
0: eight eight years. Nine Owen and a Power, half for eight years and eight for eight for Owen Power?
1: Let me tell you, if you got nine and a half for Rasmus Dallin for eight years, then you literally need to drive over to his place and have this done.
0: Couldn't you sell him on that, on what's going on here and winning and, you know, being a leader, uh, you know, getting the Stanley Cup second and all that shit. Listen,
1: making nine and a half in Buffalo and making nine and a half and playing for the Islanders or New York City or or New Jersey, that nine and a half is going to go a long, long way. Nine and a half playing in New York for the Rangers. Is way different than nine and a half playing for the Buffalo Sabers, because it's the standard of living in 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 the two two cities, and they're completely
0: different. So, so could you half, sell him on nine and a half I like a Darnell think, Nurse in Edmonton? Absolutely,
1: and- absolutely. You want to win. You want to win. You have to have him at a, at around a nine and a half.
0: Like we have, say we. I, I need to get that out of the the repertoire we have, uh, (laughs) he did it again. Yeah. They have, um, (laughs) that's funny. Uh, a, you know, first and second line center for 14.2 million dollars. I'd be saying Tage could be making more Rasmus Dylan. Dylan could be probably making eight after next season. Take nine and a half. Let's build this thing right. And Dylan let's... Cousins scored 31 goals and 68
1: points, and he's fucking 21 years old. That just turned 22. That's Stutzel-type could... numbers,
0: man. Yes. Like, that's eight-something. That's eight and a half, eight and a quarter.
1: Like, could you imagine him not signing that contract and him just, like, signing a, a you know, a two-year deal or something like that, or a bridge deal, or, and him going and sign, uh, scoring 40? Like, like, Kevin Adams has hit two grand slams with Dylan Cousins and Tage Thompson he has he has a grand slam in Alex Tuck with what he is making right now 36 goals 79 points in in 74 games he makes 4.85 grossly underpaid right now grossly underpaid one of the greatest contracts in the NHL but my question is this. If you're gonna sign then let's just let's just cross our fingers like that he's gonna sign a nine and a half or eight, okay? Own power, I think you could be in a situation of doing two things. You can sign him to a three-year deal, bridge deal, like you did with um for like seven. With, no, no, Six? I think I think you're gonna be you're you are going to be six million or even less than. Listen, I mean, oh, you have to re, you have to remember that Rasmus Dahlian came in at eighteen. How many points did he have his first year? Forty four. Yeah, on a much, much, much worse team. Owen Power has come in. Where the team's already established with the Jeff Skinners, the Tucks, the Cousins, the Middlestats, the Thompsons, um, you know, the the Darlene's. He had a great year, man. Power had a great year. He had a really solid year. And, yeah, and I it. mean, he he is absolutely nowhere near. I think he has a higher ceiling than anybody on this team right now. And he's, and he's still in his 79 years, games, four goals, 35 points, plus 10. He has more upside than any player on this team cuz I don't think he's anywhere near where he's going to hit. Jesus. So you can sign him to an 8-year deal or you can sign him to a 3-year deal. Why would he want an 8-year deal? Um when you're I mean, when you're having he... someone go and offer you let's just say hypothetically $8 million for 8 years and you're going to turn down $64 million you're gonna turn down sixty four million dollars? That'll take you till you're thirty. He's still gonna be playing another eight years after that, plus. So why wouldn't you take the an eight for eight? The question is, does does Kevin Adams wanna do that? Does he want to make it a shorter term deal? Maybe get him in at $6 million, just like he well, did if with his Rasmus agent Dallin. thinks that his
0: earning potential is 11 and a half in four years. Yeah, could be. And he's going to get a $90 million deal? Could be, very much so. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I mean, Owen salary Power, cap With the salary cap going up, I gonna mean, go up. Like his agent's going to be analyzing the shit out of this, like, if I was Owen
1: Power watching him with what I've seen from him, I would sign a bridge deal. I would sign a 3-year bridge deal that would take Owen Power to at least 25 and then I would sign an 8-year deal that's probably going to be around 11 and a half plus because the salary cap is going to skyrocket in 3 years.
0: And you and, already and have the, you already have your your King Kongs locked up. Your King Kongs are already
1: signed. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Under under very reasonable contracts, and Owen Power, if he plays himself into a top five defenseman in the league, he will he will bank. But I could I could could totally yeah I I could totally see Kevin making a decision of of signing him for eight years but I could certainly see him. But after everything we just said,
0: doesn't that move up his contract right now as we speak to beyond eight? Because we're talking, that's what Thomas Shabbat, or is Thomas Shabbat?
1: I would not be giving that. I would not be giving
0: uh, that. Not eight and a half? Was it Shabbat? Am I right with Shabbat? Well, listen, I mean. Who's the guy in Ottawa? Yes, Thomas Shabbat. Thomas Shabbat.
1: But Thomas Shabbat in his first year, I'm pretty sure had 56 points. Yeah. Okay. He had he had uh, you know a season for the ages as as a young you know beautiful skating puck moving guy. He he got paid after I think his first or second year and he got paid. Um, where where Owen Power, he had a great year, really good year. Now he's got one more year. I would imagine there's going to be some dialogue. I don't think you want. Why wouldn't you just sign them both to nine and a half? Is that outrageous? Because I think Rasmus Daline's going to sit there and go, "You got to be shitting me right now." That that Dolly uh, Owen okay. Power's going to make what I do. I really have a hard time giving a kid sixty four million dollars just an eight for eight um, after one year. Um, I what would do you like mean? That, they just
0: gave Tage Thompson seven for seven. What's the difference? Yeah, but Tage Thompson was twenty
1: four. He was twenty four years old. He had to go through some ups and downs and some all arounds to get to that point. Okay, He was more mature in his game, and I think they feel that they had a really good understanding of what he was, not only on the ice, but how he, how he, how he dealt with himself off the ice. They got to watch a lot with Tage and felt very comfortable with offering him something on both sides would be very happy. Now, here's the thing. By the end of the year, there's one person more happy in this deal now that there's a full season. And Kevin Adams is sitting there laughing his head off with Dom Perignon. You well, know, tell like me what, what's
0: the what's your contract for him,
1: and then we'll move on. For who? Power. I would I would be looking for the same deal as Rasmus Dahlin, at six, uh, six million a year for three years. I would have him play that out, and then if he if he's the defenseman that. He, we think he is going to be a top five, top 10 defenseman in the league. You're going to have to pay him. You're going to be paying him, you know, some really good cha-ching. But at that time, the salary cap is going to go up and I think you'll feel better about it. Rasmus Dalin is the hard one right now. It's to get him down under, um, under 10. And, and, you know, if, if nine and a half was on the table, I think that's, that's a bloody steal for him right now. In in the, what he is going to do, not only now, but what he's going to do for the next eight years, he's going to be incredible. I'm going to go even further than that. We talk about these two players that are extremely key pieces. What about Casey
0: Middlestat? I'm going to offer Power and Dalene, and then okay. I'll tell you about Middlestat. Okay, I am going to offer Owen Power an eight. Point two million deal for eight years. That's $66 million. Then I'm going to pay Rasmus Dahleen $9.75 million for eight years, which is $78 million. On top of the $18 million that he's already made plus his entry level deal, that puts him at $100 million in career earnings, give or take. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what do those two numbers equal? $18 million? Yep. Well, what do you think? I I think Doline is.
1: I think Doline could go in a whole lot of different directions. Um. I think right. he's an awesome. I think he's awesome. I think he's getting minimum, and I mean locked dead minimum eight eight and a half million dollars, and he could be as high as ten and a half million dollars. That's how good he is. You know, it's it's about his agent, and 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 Darlene's side. Of of how much money is you want to dig in on so and, you as, know
0: as for middlestad well as for middlestad if you're so in, if if you're negotiating with Casey Middlestad, which i would use him as a as a, a trading piece but it, again it's because he had such a great year and i think you could get a lot for him in a in a deal. But anyway. To,
1: I think you want to build around him. Okay. All right. Instead um, of trading him so if, for the if,
0: piece, I think you want to build around him. If we're negotiating with him and and is he accepting the role as a third line centerman? Well, listen, I or mean Or the centerman on the middle stat. I,
1: I I think when you I think when you're in a situation where you have a player like Casey Middlestat and you start to form around him to give him success. I think you're going to be in a situation where you don't just have a. Uh, I think you have a clear number one in Thompson, Tuck, and Skinner. I think it's very clear. I think it's undeniable. But when you say who's the number two and who's the number three, I think that's going to be a toss-up. Okay. So okay. I think it, I think I think the world of Quinn and Paterka, and I and I and I love Dylan Cousins. So what's and, the going right
0: for a third line centerman that's putting up? You know, he'll get you. Eighteen goals, sixty-five points. Based on you know, that's the projection for him. I, I I wouldn't say seventy points. Yeah, it depends. It it depends. You know how much he wants to lock himself
1: in. Um, I think this contract for 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 Casey is uh, is is it's a big Why one. Why
0: not let him play it out and take him to arbitration?
1: Because I don't know if you're going to like the arbitration case if Casey next year plays well, and has a really good season. And I don't see well, this. Team why don't we see if he has a really good season? We
0: already did this. Why do you have to do this with a third line sentiment? Why can't you, when you have time on your, you didn't want to do side. it with Cage Thompson and he turned around and shoved up your, uh, your well, ass. Okay. But, okay. But we're talking about a third line sentiment. Okay. Let's build around him. You have time on your side. You have time. He is not an unrestricted free agent after this contract. Well, let me ask you this Do you think
1: Kevin Adams did the right thing by offering Paige Thompson a $51 million deal for years? What seven did Don years?
0: Granado just say? Yes say or no? Yeah. Signing th- Paige Thompson?
1: Do you think? Yes. Do you think? Yes, of course he did. Okay. So, so tremendous Paige foresight. Tom- so- I will. So so Tage Thompson. I was
0: strongly against that deal
1: because listen, I mean, if Tage Thompson would have had sixty-five points this year and scored, let's just say, thirty-two goals, I think you can justify the seven point one four million dollars a year that Tage is going to make. Would you agree with that? Like, if Tage were to score thirty-two goals and sixty-five points, I think it justifies seven million bucks. Okay. Now here's the thing, Kevin Adams. You know, well, it should. That's what
0: you paid Cousins.
1: He gambled a little bit, a little bit, and he, I mean, he, he won tremendously. Now, Paige Thompson's got to do this every single year, right? He's got to perform at a high level every single year to justify his contract. They feel very comfortable and he knocked it out of the park. Now you go back and say, well, why didn't you just let him Casey Middlestat play it out? No because if Casey Mittelstadt goes and threads it last next year which he has every opportunity to do he is he could be a 70 75 point player next year okay with with the talent and the offensive output that he's going to get from his his surrounding cast i think Casey could be a 70 point guy he already had 69 59 points he was a 60 point guy he could be a 70 point guy if he has 70 points and t- pl- uh, 20 plus goals He's going to be a lot more than what I would like to offer him
0: this summer. That's that's your opinion, and I have the, that's my safety valve on this. No, decision. it's not my opinion. I, it's I, fact. It's okay. fact
1: because Kevin Adams did it with Tage Thompson. But here's the and, thing, and though, Greg. Here's the thing. Yeah, but Tage Thompson had how many goals when he did it? Thirty-two. He's, how many? Thirty-two. Or thirty eight. He had sixty eight points. Casey
0: Middlestad had fifty nine points. He had fifteen goals. I know he's not a goal scorer, but he had fifteen goals. He had forty four assists. Like, he's a playmaker. Okay, well, let's see him. Let's see him. Page Thompson's
1: a trigger guy. I want to see. Him. I want to So what, see what, what? So make, what are you
0: saying? Do, I'm you,
1: saying value, I do you value? want to see value Alex him. Ovechkin more than Sidney Crosby because he has no. more goals. That's what you're saying. <laughs> oh, you, no, you no, You just said it right now. <laughs> you're valuing you're valuing Ovechkin more than Sidney cross because he scores goals. That's what you're, that's what you're saying. Uh, no, you I'm value it's, Steve it's,
0: Stamkos it's, in Tampa Bay. You value Steve Stamkos well, like, more what, than you do. I haven't, I have back and completely dissect all 44 assists, but how many of them are like maybe secondary assists, maybe. And I know they're just as important. All I'm saying is we're not talking Gretzky here. So, Let's see if he can get another 44, 50 assists because that's where he's going to get his points. I'm not looking for 25 yeah. goals out of him. I didn't say anything yeah. about goals, mm-hmm. but if he's going to to take his game to the next level, then he's going to have to make other players around him better. You know what we watched so with Casey let's too? See. I want to see that first.
1: We've watched if with he's such Casey. A playmaker. Listen, I mean, we watched with Casey. We drafted this kid. What, what was it? Seventh overall or eighth? Eighth overall draft pick, Seven, three, okay? Eight. So he's, he's drafted eighth overall. Comes to the Combine. Okay, can't even do a chin-up. Okay, Chunky Little Monkey. Just, just a young kid, like many, like many. Not all of them were Jack Eichels, who was a complete unit when he was 17. An absolute genetic freak. Others are like Casey, who are like me. I was 100. I went to my first NHL training camp. I was 178 pounds, soaking wet. Okay. Not everybody's fully developed. So now that the Sabers have put the time and the effort into this young man, okay? He's got 277 games played in the league. Now we're going to give up on him after he actually looks like he's turning into the player that we're we're talking about. I think I think he has the ability to do something really really great in the next number of years, because he's, he's understand, he's not only physically stronger, he's mentally stronger. He's gone through ups and downs in the all arounds in the league. It's not time to get rid of him. It's okay. time to build around him. That's Let's, what you've done. He's a young guy. Still his best key, his best years are coming in the next six, seven years. And they're going to so be basically
0: here. what you're saying is we're going to have this exact same team back next year. No. Okay. Nope. Okay. This is interesting then. Where, where I've are the already, changes?
1: I, I've already said, listen, I, me personally, I think you need to replace Zemgis Gergensen. I hate to say it. He's been a warrior. He's been a great player. I think it's time. It just, you need some freshness. You need maybe a little bit different style of, of, of player. Okay, a little bit more of a guy that is more willing to stick up for his teammates, drop the gloves a little bit, get a little angry. That's what this team. That's what this team's missing. The team's missing this. Garnet Hathaway, a guy that we we played against in, in 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 Washington for years. I would I would go after um a more of an angry type player. That's that's all I'm saying. I would like. I would like. Something along that nature, because there's so much skill and talent on this team, so much skill and talent. It's just mind-blowing. And you don't want to take away from the speed and the dynamic play, but you need to also think it's not just about making the playoffs. It's like, okay, what if we do make the playoffs? Now you need to play a different style. And those players that are more of a grinder you know, physical, nasty type presence, which you need. You're not going to have when when it time really counts. So you need to start thinking about that now because you have the elite dynamic skill up front, and and on defense.
0: That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter after the whistle and at Craig fifty two at the Instigator seventy six